Hey everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. You can find us at afterlifetv.com. This is where we talk about life after death and answer the meaningful questions you have around that subject. Today's show is sponsored by Best Psychic Directory, where you can find psychics and mediums and tarot readers and animal communicators and energy healers all in one spot. Over 900 of them, in fact, where you can search by location, search by specialty, you can read reviews that people have left about them, which is my favorite part. And they've all been handpicked by me. It's taken a long time. I started this many years ago, and uh, here we are. Hard to believe there's that many people on one directory, bestpsychicdirectory.com. So it's so great to be back doing Afterlife TV. I can't tell you how excited I am. It's uh, a new creative expression. It's something that I've really been missing, even feeling a bit bad about. You know, so many of you, and listen, uh, I'm so grateful that you do this. Uh, you've told me through social media, through email, how much you love the show and how much you have missed it. And that means a lot to me to know that it's important to you. So many of you have said you've listened or watched every single show. Many have added that they've done it uh, several times. One way or another, it brings you some sense of comfort. And for whatever reason that is, I'm happy about that. And, and I'm happy that we're able to provide that for you. And you are the ones that I was thinking about when I was away from the show for a while. So just great to be back. I hope you're enjoying your summer because it's so far, it's been pretty beautiful summer. A little bit cold here in New England, but it's starting to warm up and we're having just great weather, like 70s, very sunny. We could use more rain, but that seems to be par for the course every year around here. We always could use a little bit more rain. On one hand, I'm happy when we have sunny days. On another hand, you look at the flowers and the grass and you go, hmm, okay, we could use a little rain. Anyway, the thing that I love about it most, last year, last summer, I bought a Can-Am Spider. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a motorcycle. It's a three-wheel motorcycle. There's two wheels in the front, one wheel in the back. And it's just what Melissa and I wanted. It's, uh, she wanted something that was quiet so we could talk. You know, we could have these great chats while we're driving along. So rather than a loud motorcycle... We got this. And there's so many wonderful things about being on the three wheels. You certainly feel safer. That's an important thing. I am, you know, 55 years old now. I haven't ridden a motorcycle since I was probably 15. I tried it and I recognized, you know, steering, uh, cornering is something that you have to sort of train your body for when you're on two wheels. Uh, they call it counter steering. And you actually, it's, it's kind of the opposite of what you would think it is. But anyways, you don't do that with the Can-Am Spider. The Spider, you steer it like everything else. You have a brake pedal down by your foot. We have uh, just had these incredibly beautiful, epic rides where we have enjoyed nature. When you're out on a motorcycle, you smell all the beautiful smells of nature. You know, you can smell the ocean when you're going by the ocean. You can smell the trees and the dirt when you're in the forest. So many wonderful things about it. The sun's beating down on you. The wind is cooling you off. It just, uh, it's just awesome, okay? <laughs> Anyways, we're enjoying that. So any 
any moment that we have to get out there and enjoy summer, that's probably what we're doing. And I hope you have something like that that you're doing as well, no matter what that is, whatever your hobby is, whatever it is that uh, brings joy to your soul, I hope that you're doing it. Today's show is going to be more in line with all our other shows this season, season eight. We're talking about how to communicate with your spirit guides. Now here, we're specifically talking about spirit guides in the sense of a spiritual being who you do not know from this lifetime. This is someone who is assigned to you, perhaps uh, for your entire life. I usually think of it in that way, guides that might be assigned to you from the beginning of your life to the end of your life, and they help to guide you. And really, they're, um, you know, we talk about soulmates. They're a soulmate in, in a sense because you have entrusted them with guiding you throughout your life. And for most people, you don't even know they're there, especially people who aren't interested in the subject. They're not even aware that they have spirit guides guiding them in the many ways that they do. Uh, this show is going to be how you can communicate to your spirit guides. And it's really important that you do that. It's important. And that's what the Magic Mala, my last book, is really all about. It's about finding new ways of communicating with our spirit guides about what we want in our lives, what we like in our lives, and expressing, hey, we'd like more of that. You do that through gratitude. You know, you thank them for the things that you're grateful for in your life. And that's a way of saying, I want more of that. Unfortunately, what most of us do is we complain about the things that we don't like in our lives. We worry about the things that perhaps might never happen, but uh, they're what we fear. And we often worry not only in our minds, but out loud. And so the, the typical person, in fact, spends more time doing these things that are in the negative. This is what I fear. I don't want this to happen. And so I'm going to talk about it. This is what uh, so-and-so said to me, and I didn't like that, and I'm going to talk about it. And every time we give energy to things that are in the negative, that is sending a message to our spirit guides. You can think of it in many different ways. You can call it the universe, whatever, but it's certainly in this way, it's sending in a message to our spirit guides that this is something that's important to us. And they pick up on that. And sadly, uh, some people live their whole lives this way. And I think it just comes natural to human beings, at least in our society. And so one of the things we need to do is retrain ourselves to do the opposite. We need to retrain when, we, when, we, when we're thinking negatively even. Just, did I say that right? <laughs> thinking negatively. When we're thinking in that way, we need to uh, have an awareness and catch it and, and go, oh, I'm going to change that thought. And I'm going to think of what I actually want in my life, not what I don't want in my life. And you think of something very positive. When you add emotion to that, that thought, and, and again, this would be a positive emotion. I mean, you might be crying because you're thinking about giving your spouse something that would really bring great joy to him or her. Then when you think about that, you're feeling, you might be crying, but you're, you're, you're feeling a great positive emotion about the possibility of being able to do that. That's sending a signal to your spirit guides that this is something that I would like to do. Help me do it. And I don't think we realize the many ways that our spirit guides guide us. 
and uh, all the things that are happening. They're like little puppet masters trying to make things happen, trying to influence us, trying to influence people who are around us, trying to influence strangers to do things that maybe they don't even realize they know why they're doing it, but they're doing it because they've been influenced in some way. And I believe spirit guides work with our spirit guides, work with other people's spirit guides to make those happen. That is one of the ways that our spirit guides work with us. So we have this question in the audiobook, which is new, by the way, the audiobook of Answers About the Afterlife. So this is my book that I came out with about four years ago. It's been extremely successful. It's basically 150 questions and answers. The most popular, the most common questions uh, that I answer based on my investigation of life after death. And I just tell you what the evidence is that I came up with and what conclusions I have drawn. But I also tell you various sides of that. So if there's people who don't necessarily agree with me or I don't agree with them, I, I let you in on all the information if there are varying accounts of that. So Answers About the Afterlife came out and a lot of people wanted to hear the audiobook. And I just didn't have time to get into the studio to do it. So we finally had this guy named Alan Adelberg read the book. And boy, is he just great. I'm so glad it worked out this way. He just sounds amazing. And he did a much better job than I ever could have done. So let's listen to him read the question and answer from Answers About the Afterlife audiobook, which you can get on Amazon or Audible. And we'll have links in the show notes, of course, for all of this. Let's listen to that, and then I'll come back. All right, thanks. How can I communicate with my spirit guides? Since our spirit guides can read our minds, we are always communicating with them, because we're always thinking. But since it's common that we send out mixed messages by thinking that we want one thing, and then following that with a thought that we don't deserve it, or are never lucky enough to get such things, it's a smart idea to take the time to communicate directly with our spirit guides. The easiest way to communicate with your spirit guides is to talk out loud to them as if they were right in the room with you. Because technically, they are. If you want to request something from them, tell them what you want. Although follow that statement with this or something better. It's important to say this or something better because it's impossible for us to consider all the possibilities that might be similar but better than what we've requested. We simply don't have the higher perspective that our guides have. When you talk out loud to your spirit guides, tell them how you'd like your request to look or sound, how it will make you feel, and even what it will taste or smell like, if that applies. The more details you give them about your desire, the better. And I'm not just referring to material possessions here. I'm referring to every request. A request to help someone who is ill, a request for your interview to go smoothly. A request that the tornado won't hit your house. Or a request that your missing cat finds his way home. Tell your spirit guides what you're going to do to make your desire happen. And say that you'd appreciate their assistance. Too many people ask their guides for something and then just wait for them to make it happen. If all you're doing is sitting on your sofa and watching TV while waiting for a modeling agency to discover you. Or a publishing company to offer you a book contract. That makes it pretty difficult, though not impossible, for your spirit guides to help you. But if you actually go to modeling agencies and show them your portfolio, or create a professional book proposal and submit it to publishers or agents, 
Now you're helping your spirit guides to help you. An alternative to simply talking out loud to your spirit guides is writing to them. You can write them a letter on your laptop, in a handwritten note, or in a journal. Write them a letter spelling out the details of your request or how you'd like your future to look. Some people are more articulate in writing, so use your talents in this endeavor. If you're a gifted artist, feel free to draw or paint your communications as well. What's great about writing a letter is that it encourages you to add more detail about your request. You might feel silly talking out loud to your guides with no visible presence in the room, which might influence you to cut your communications short, but it's perfectly natural to write a letter, so it's more likely that you will communicate more fully than you would talking out loud. And writing is something you can do at work during your break, on the subway, or in a coffee shop. Our spirit guides are helping us every day. The amount of assistance and guidance they provide is never-ending. So don't just ask for assistance. Take the time to communicate your gratitude for everything they do for you, too. Again, you can do this by talking out loud to them, thinking it, or by writing them a letter. Since we can never know everything our spirit guides do for us, all we need to do in this exercise is communicate to them how much we appreciate our blessings in life. Take one blessing a day, or list as many as you can think of in one sitting. Regardless, it's important that we communicate what we appreciate in our life so that our guides understand that we'd like more of it. I love Alan's voice. I think he's perfect for this book. So again, if you enjoyed listening to Alan, just imagine the entire book, 150 questions and answers about life after death, all written by me, but read in Alan's soothing, comforting voice. Anyhow, uh, what I want to say about this, just to finish up, is that I talk about this or something better. You know, you should always add this or something better. Look, one of the things that I teach in the Magic Mala, my other book, is that the easiest way to do this when you're communicating with the spirit guides, like consciously, purposely communicating with your spirit guides, is to find a way to write down what you want. We call this an intention, all right? An intention is just, what do you want in your life? And and that can mean anything. This can mean a circumstance that you want. This is, could mean a material object that you want. This could mean pretty much anything. So you write down what you want, and then you create a mantra to represent what that intention is. So in the story, the the main character, Robbie, he wants a publishing contract. And so his father, who's a teacher to him and teaches metaphysics, explains to him that really the best way to do it is to, you know, find a way, whether that be in a journal, you might call that an intention journal, or just write it down somewhere on a piece of paper, what he wants the book publishing contract to look like, you know, what company does he want to be published by? How much does he want to get for an advance? All the details that he can possibly think of. If for instance, you were dreaming about owning a new home, you would do the same thing. You would write, you know, what does that home look like? Where is that home located? About how much does that, you know, home cost? And any other circumstances, I want a river behind the house, or I want it to be on the ocean or, you know, whatever it is that you want. And you make sure to include all those details. This is where you would say this or something better. When you come to the point where you then use your mantra, 
the mantra that represents the intention so that you can repeat that. In, in, in the case of Robbie, I think his intention was, um, I don't even remember. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, I, you know, I've written the book, I've written the scripts, both of them 18 times, right? And I don't remember what it was. Let's just say in a very simple sense that all he needed to say was book contract, right? Book contract is all he needs to say. It can be a word, it can be a phrase. And book contract will mean it's going to represent everything that he wrote in terms of all these details and the fact that he added at the end this or something better. So uh, listen to Alan again if you missed that part, but this or something better is important, but it's not something you have to repeat every single time. It's part of the intention. In the book, The Magic Mala, you learn how to use mala beads. Really, they're just prayer beads. Uh, mala beads are absolutely gorgeous. I love mala beads. Melissa gave me some, some mala beads in 2005. I started using them. I made a 40-day commitment to uh, use them in the morning and in the evening of every day for 40 days. I could not believe the number of amazing things that came into my life that I had asked for in this 40-day period. It was absolutely astronomical. Uh, at that time, I was, I was looking for abundance, and I, I mean, more money came into my life than I had ever earned in a 40-day period or ever imagined earning. Uh, that was in 2005. I've been using them ever since for all sorts of different things, different purposes. The, the book, The Magic Mala, teaches you how to use these. They're prayer beads. The nice thing about the mala beads are that they have 108 beads. So you repeat your mantra. You know, for Robbie, let's just say it was book contract. You would repeat that 108 times. This takes, you know, whatever, 10 or 15 minutes a day where you've put aside 10 minutes to communicate with your spirit guides about what you want. Because as I said earlier, it's so easy for us to communicate what we don't want, the things that we fear, the things that we are upset and complain about. That comes natural to us. We don't even realize when we're doing it half the time. And so because of that, we really need to make a conscious effort to take a little bit of time, in this case, it would like 10 or 15 minutes, you use your mala beads, and for every bead, you repeat your mantra. That mantra is representing the intention that you wrote down in great detail in your intention journal or just on a piece of paper somewhere. One of the things that I did also during this year when I first got the mala, and it's 2005, was Melissa and I started writing, we had a whiteboard in the office and we started writing the, the things that we wanted to attract into our life. And by the end of that year, it was really fascinating. We had written all these things down on the whiteboard and then we kind of forgot it was there. <laughs> you know how that happens? You're like, you see it so often, you don't even notice it anymore. And then one day towards the end of the year, we stopped and we looked at the whiteboard and we realized, I, I'm not even sure, I can't remember anymore if it was all of the things or the majority of the things, but much more than we ever expected, we could cross off. They, we had 
we had attracted those things into our life. Now, one of the things that I like about it is because every time you walk by this whiteboard and it was in our office, so we saw it multiple times a day, even subconsciously, that is in our awareness and we are reminded of it. If on a conscious level, we're not noticing it anymore, that still doesn't matter. It's there. And we were blown away when we consciously took a look at it again and said, oh my God, you know, we accomplished all or at least most of these things. Your guides are always listening. And, and when I say listening, it's, this is an energetic thing, really. So our thoughts have a certain energy, and then our words have more energy, and then our actions even have more energy. So you put them all together, your thoughts, your words, your actions have great amount of energy in sending a message to the universe about what it is that you want and don't want in your life. And basically what this comes down to is what you focus upon expands. And so the reason that our guides can get confused about what we want and what we don't want is because it's really about an energetic match. It's not so much, you know, like, you know, it's not like you're talking to your mother and, you know, your mother isn't smart enough to understand (laughs) that when you're talking negatively, when you're saying something, you know, like you're complaining about something or saying something that you're worried about, like she's not smart enough to understand that you don't want that in your life. It doesn't really work that with our spirit guides. Our spirit guides are more about what we focus upon expands. And so if you recognize that phrase and how that works, then you recognize why it is that even negative thinking can attract that which we don't want. But we're focusing upon that negativity either in our lives now or what we're worried might occur in the future. And that's where worry comes in. So what you focus upon expands. People um, like accountants and stuff, money advisors, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever they're called. Um, financial advisors, thank you. They will tell you about this. You know, you, when you start to pay attention to your money, when you start to focus upon a savings account or how much you're putting away, that sort of a thing, that will expand because you are now focusing on it. When we don't think about it, when we don't pay attention to it, um, those things tend to be neglected and we don't give energy to them. So they don't expand. But this can work again in the positive and in the negative. So just very important. I, I, I highly recommend uh, that you listen to the Magic Mala on audiobook. That, that audiobook is available as well. Or read it in paperback or Kindle. You can go to bobolson.com and it'll show all, y'all, all the different places that you can buy the Magic Mala book. Amazon, I think, is probably the easiest one. And if you like Alan's voice, he actually acts out all the characters, which I absolutely loved. I, I thought it was a lot of fun listening to him act out the characters. I kind of felt like I was watching a movie when I listened to the audiobook version in Alan's many voices. <laughs> and you can listen to a sample of that on Audible or Amazon. So, spirit guides. Spirit guides are those spiritual beings that you have not shared this lifetime with. 
and they're watching over you. Now, what's really fascinating about this is in my research of psychics and mediums, a lot of times psychics and mediums, as they grew in their ability, sometimes they would have a guide that just focused on you know, their psychic ability or the mediumship ability or both. But they would have guides that would work with them for a while. And some psychics and mediums said that their guides changed along the way as they grew in ability and they got better at it, or as they went from sort of mastering their intuitive abilities and then started to see spirits. And, you know, at first they might just hear the spirits and then later they would see the spirits, all the, the clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, all those, they would have different guides that might help them with the different abilities. And so I thought it was interesting that those very specialized spiritual guides changed along the way as they grew. And I I do believe that that happens with us as well. Again, with very specialized uh, aspects of our lives, I do believe that we have a guide or guides that stay with us for our entire lives from the beginning until the end. And those are who I talk to when I talk to my spirit guides. I talk to them. They can communicate with all the specialized guides if needed. So that might be easier for you to think of it in that way. But I also like the idea that I have guides that help me with my investigation of life after death. And I have guides that help me with my writing. And so we have different guides for different things, but we then we have those key guides, those main guides, our our peeps who watch over us and help us get through life from beginning to end. So I'll see you in the next episode. In the meantime, I just want to thank everybody for leaving reviews on Amazon for both The Magic Mala and Answers About the Afterlife. Thank you so very much for doing that. I appreciate the wonderful reviews that you have left there. And I love hearing from you on social media, by email. Uh, We also have comments on afterlifetv.com for each page for each episode. Okay. So please uh, keep in touch and we'll see you in the next episode. It's already downloaded for you. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's all for another fantastic Afterlife TV episode. Bob couldn't be happier. If you enjoyed this episode as much as Bob, please leave a comment on afterlifetv.com, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. And don't forget to check out Bob's book, Answers About the Afterlife. Thanks for watching Afterlife TV.